Video morning brief for the U.S. stock market, 8.25 a.m. Eastern Time, September 19th. I'm Rich Paz for Critical Point. Okay, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Federal Reserve will tell us whether they're raising their rates or leaving it unchanged. And then after that, we will see comments. Uh, people will be analyzing the text of what they had to say. And then after that, uh, Chairman Powell will uh, speak as well as take questions. And this could create volatility from 2 p.m. all the way into the close tomorrow. Okay, so where are we today? Uh, the model suggesting the market probably topped for level four yesterday and is going down into tomorrow, but then will probably bounce tomorrow going into the uh, Federal Reserve event. And then it's just questionable whether it extends into uh, the close or into the following day or does it reverse and go down into Thursday and there's multiple scenarios here multiple scripts because no one knows how to really predict what the Fed will say but you know we do have biases right at any rate um, there is an alternate scenario however suggesting yes maybe a top level four yesterday maybe it tops uh, early this morning and then down but there's an alternate scenario when it might have top bottomed Friday for level four and if so it can actually bottom today for level four and so we might actually see him down then a little bit up and a little bit up tomorrow little alternate scenario but I don't know as it really matters whether we get it right because what's really going on from uh, yesterday into today or even from Friday's closing today the marketplace is basically just waiting on the Federal Reserve and apparently they don't know what to really do now I think they'll get more excited the closer we get to 2 p.m. tomorrow okay uh, and you might see volatility pick up and they start to gamble on taking, making a bet. And then they're certainly going to get excited uh, 2 p.m. on into the close, okay, and volatility. And we could see some weird things when you think the Federal Reserve was bearish for the stock market and you actually see them buy stocks and then suddenly flip back again and you could do it the opposite as well. Uh, so we'll just have to see. So you can just see it stalling out. They're just trying to wait. Now, unfortunately, this might be what's called a technical flag, meaning they sold and then they just took a break and rested and they sell, okay? But I'm more hopeful this is base building and even if they sell one last time, there's not much selling left to do, okay? And for the futures, this is rolled over from the September, December, created this gap because the farther out contracts are more expensive because of the higher interest rates, okay? So they may need to fill this, but uh, I don't trust that. I, I, I see gap filling in the cash market that makes sense to me I don't think it necessarily makes sense in the future so I don't really trust that much downside to come but it may this indicator kind of neutral right now as if they don't know what to do do they want to sell do they want to buy do they want to put it up to overbought then sell it do they want to put it down to oversold then buy don't know but zooming out from this level four business and first of all let me say if they take out uh, yesterday's high, they're probably going to put the futures up to maybe 4530s, maybe a bit higher. And if they take out yesterday's low, they may put it all the way down to 4460s to try to fill the rest of that gap. Okay. Any rate, um, there's a level three trend that's the biggest trend during the month. It's how we do business. They have to buy for so many days and push the price a certain amount and get a certain amount of volume done. And then they switch the other way. And and this shifts around during the month. They don't do it the same time of the month. And sometimes, you know, they buy in early month, sell late. Sometimes they sell early month, buy late, that kind of thing. All right. And this is important to know 
to help us with the larger trends during the year as far as timing them, tracking them, keeping up with them, okay? any rate, um, level three bottom, level three top last week, market's saying down into Wednesday for a level three bottom. And that's why I'm thinking they're probably still going to sell a little today, but I really think they don't want to sell a lot. They don't want to buy a lot. They don't want to do much until they can get into tomorrow and prepare. Uh, they're just waiting on the report. And then tomorrow they might try to do a little preparation before uh, the event. Okay. But at any rate, we're looking for level three bottom. All right. Now, uh, let's go ahead and so there's not an important top doing if the Fed Reserve comes out with a real negative attitude and they raise rates and it scares the market all you can say is apparently the market knew it ahead of time okay and the trend is down but you can also make an argument they may not sell all that for all that long alright and it may actually bottom they may not raise the rates okay so here's our cash market uh, yesterday and we still have this little gap up here. Someday it is going up there, but we don't know when. All right. Came down. Should have put in a level four bottom. Should actually bounce today in a level four. Then down into tomorrow for level four. And it may bottom ahead of the Federal Reserve and be up. And it may just extend it down after the Federal Reserve because people didn't like what the Federal Reserve said. We don't know. All right. But again, we're kind of looking at some stability here more than anything, and we're just kind of waiting. And that's what the market's picking up on. Most people are just waiting on the report. All right, here's our S&P 500 daily cash. And this doesn't look too good to me because in the sense it tried to follow through on Friday's weakness and kind of bounce back some. Five-day average is resistance. 50-day average is now resistance again. But the 20-day average trying to turn up, trying to be bullish, and it may be support, don't know. They may yet sell this down to the low of uh, September 7th, which would be a discouragement or discouraging, but it wouldn't uh, race the idea of going higher into December and it uh, means nothing long term. Now, I mean, you got to slam this way down to 4100 or something to give us some real problems here. But the daily indicator was bearish yesterday going to close wide enough spread to warn the chance of lingering downside momentum. Well, we just said, I said, it may be down into tomorrow. And that's only the earliest of a level three, okay? So there may be issues here that the level three extends lower into next week. So we definitely can get some other types of bearish news or it's just seasonal stuff where people just can't help themselves. They love to sell August through October, but they normally got it wrapped up by early October. There may even be some other types of bearish news to get them to sell. Uh, maybe nothing but the Federal Reserve. All right, here's the futures market daily with level threes. And what the model's saying, August bottom was level four, level three, level two, level one. The level four was over within just a day or two. The level three was not over until the uh, September 1st, which makes it a very lengthy level three bull run. And it had some complications, some emotions, some drama there. And that's actually a halfway point that fits, that works, although it doesn't occur all the time. And then it comes down for the level three. Okay, so there was a level three bottom and it just fits, but it stretches the rubber band so late that we have to keep, have to think about that observation of alternation. And some people call it a rule. They just believe no matter what kind of analysis you're doing, if something took a very long period of time, or it's just a very long pattern you don't apply at the time, or it's a very large price move, then the next similar type of move will be less price change 
and or less amount of time or pattern. Since I'm very time-oriented and view that more important than picking price levels, and the time is the pure timing, I'm saying the level 3 business cycle ought to come in on the short period of time. Therefore, I do not believe the market's going lower into next week. I think it bottoms this week. In addition, I believe the Federal Reserve event is more important this week than any news next week. And I may be wrong on that. I may be missing news. Same for the model as far as what, what I'm pulling in. Same for my affiliates to back me up and check and balance. We're not finding it, okay? So the point is the, the Federal Reserve event could trigger a bottom. Now, even if they sell it after it and they don't like it, they may only sell it for a day or two and still trigger the bottom. That's close enough, all right? So the market may bump its head here today for a level four if it didn't top yesterday. And the more I look at this, the more I realize really it really should be day, not yesterday, according to the futures. A little bit different for cash. And can bump its head near this five-day moving average. And funds like to buy and sell near five-day averages in the stock market, individual stocks, and commodities. It's weird. It's just how it works. And they do it until proven wrong. And the same thing for buying. If it goes above the five-day average, comes back, they'll buy it, okay, and take a chance on it. Now, um, so it probably is going lower into tomorrow. And it may go lower in the next week. It may go lower into Thursday, Friday. We don't know. It may even just bottom Wednesday, okay, tomorrow. Level three bottom, all right? Now, it is hugging the 50-day moving average. I like that. It's trying to hang on it, okay, to be support. The average is somewhat bullish. The 100-day is outright bullish. The 200-day is bullish, okay? We're still in a long-term bull market. So far, this, is, this market is just stalling out. It's been doing nothing since mid-August, okay? Now, this daily indicator, wide enough spread to warn us of chance of lingering downside momentum next one to three days, all right? But it's also now oversold, but it's not extremely so. So it may become more oversold, more downside, but it is warning. They may put the brakes on and not sell it as much as we might think, okay? They may be close to a bottom. It is telling us we have a right to have a little faith in the model. They're about done selling, wrapping up. We're coming into a level three bottom. Now, evidence that you may, if you don't want to try to time it, you, you know, then the point is you can pick a price level up above yesterday's high, okay, uh, at 45, 14.50 for the December futures. Uh, some kind of price level up in there and say, okay, probably a level three bottom. And the model will try to set up things like that as a backup, as some kind of trend following, but it's it's geared and designed to try to be a timer and try to pick it. So, and it's saying, well, you shouldn't pick it now, <laughs> okay? Maybe tomorrow into Friday and maybe even a little bit later, all right? But once we find that level three bottom, unless people just totally panic you now, then chances are it's going higher over the next two to three weeks and maybe back off and hire again or something, and then we can run into some problems in late October. But overall, for the larger level two trend, the market can be up into early October, down late October, up November, December, but it can top next week, and it's not finding evidence of topping this week, okay? But in theory, it could have, but it's kind of been about ready to go into the trash can and saying, well, it's really next week or early October. All right. Now the level one bottom, then the most in type of most important type of bottom during the year. Okay, I bought. I hope you bought if you needed to buy, and you now have to worry about protecting yourself. Maybe, maybe not. 
but this trend I think is bullish into November and December. This tells me there's a good chance the Federal Reserve meeting, even if it's negative to the market, bearish to the market, it's not going to be all that bearish. We're going to shrug it off. We're going to get over it. Why would we do that? We still have a strong economy. Okay, so we got to give it a chance. Now, I'm not going to go show the weekly and monthly charts, but they do look weaker than I wanted, but they're still okay. We can pull out of this and push things higher. Now, the percent stocks over the 200-day average acting a little like trying to bottom, like maybe somebody's nibbling at the market, that maybe money's about ready to flow in, but that's about it. When we look at the VIX, people still very disappointed the VIX didn't explode on all this weakness. i got to tell you something. I don't think the VIX is going to work very well until well into next year. Then it'll probably explode for late next year for a minor long-term top. Okay, I think the VIX is telling us that it's very comfortable with these stock prices. It doesn't see major downside risk. It sees far more upside potential. They're trying their best to hang on the stocks. So the only people that are pushing that VIX ahead is the very short-term traders who get all excited and bent out of shape of some of this news. I think the market, for the most part, is a long-termer these days. Okay. Now, I'm going to back that up with some comments from John Arthur, but first let's go out and look at what's going on with the dollar, which is important for the stock market, and is trying to pull back this week. It should pull back, but I think it's higher later, and I don't know. Is that going to cause some problems in coming months or not? I don't believe so, and that's all I can say. That's the best of the analysis. Crude oil also bothering the stock market a little bit. It's slowing its pace. It's losing momentum. It's getting high-priced and overbought. It's a bit overvalued within the long-term picture. They ought to knock it down a bit a little later here this year. But I think it's probably going to be even higher next year, and that may or may not cause problems here. It's just something we've got to keep an eye on. Interest rates, in my opinion, are still the most important. And the interest rates, yesterday people got all excited, and there's even someone looking for a financial crisis, and he got all excited on this negative reversal, and I thought, really? But he's been wrong for quite a while. I feel sorry for him because he's normally pretty good. But he's doing terrible right now. Okay, He's missed out a lot of this stock market rally, and he's more of a stock market person. But at any rate, uh, or investor trader, I should say. At any rate, this, uh, the model is saying this should not be a level three top. This is just a level four. So unfortunately, I think rates go higher tomorrow, and that may be why the stock market can back off a little bit in tomorrow. But with any luck at all, it peaks tomorrow for level three, and it's down next week for interest rates, and the stock market's higher. With any luck at all, that means the Fed doesn't raise the rates. Or if they do, they, for some reason, are comfortable enough saying, okay, give up on the Fed now. Let's get back to the idea the economy's growing, business is making money, and stocks are worth more anyways. Okay, That's the attitude we need, and I, it's going to come and go, but mostly it's going to stay well into next year for a very strong uh, bull market next year. any rate, uh, unfortunately, this level three can drag out to late week on into early next. That's why the stock market could go lower into next week. So keep an eye on those interest rates, and obviously we've got to keep an eye on the Fed big time. Okay, so this is from John Arthur's um, famous writer over at Bloomberg. I think he was uh, for many years with Financial Times. He's been over in England. Now he's in the U.S. At any rate, uh, John and I have had a few, uh, you know, a few little replies and likes and comments on mostly Twitter than anything. Uh, does some nice work, and he works with two or three other writers within his column that uh, is point of. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I think it's point of review or point of uh, return, point of return. At any rate, John has something going on here, and I want to read it to you. 
Uh, the targets, they are changing. After a rally that few of us anticipated, the S&P 500 is plainly going to perform far better for the year than virtually anybody had expected. Oh my gosh, I am so thankful for a model. It means I'm one of the few. Hopefully you were with me on this and you enjoyed it. It profited you uh, because we were one of the few. Okay, and that's great. That's fantastic. As a result, major Wall Street strategists are giving up on the year-end targets that they adopted nine months ago and now look hopelessly bearish. To quote colleagues, and I'll go skip the names, getting to grips with how wrong it's been in 2023. There's no shame in admitting you're wrong. That's a good statement that we all have to deal with that. Let's see, I want to go down to the S&P 500 currently stands at 44.50. If your forecast at the year's beginning was 32.25 and there were people that bearish, remember the problems, the frustrations, and I was even concerned, but I went with the model saying be bullish, bullish. Those folks are going to be wrong. I don't care how good they are, how famous they are, how rich they are, how well they've done, they're going to be wrong, okay? And they were, all right? They really blew it. And he's now saying we would need a 27.5% crash over the next three months. Such a thing is possible, but it's an extreme event to be predicting without an obvious catalyst. It isn't going to work. It isn't going to do that. Even if you were forecasting 40.43, the average estimate of the, uh, the strategist polled by his colleague, okay, uh, Lu Wang, that would still entail a correction of more than 9% in the final quarter. Well, that is feasible, but not according to my work. Throw it out. Don't believe it. Now, I will say the Bank of America put out some interesting studies, and one of their quantitative analysts have been bearish for quite some time, turned bullish, has a nice upside target for year end, bullish for next year. But they made comments that 19 of 20 indicators were saying the stock market was high price overvalued, but been that way for a while, and people still buy stocks. What's going on? People are looking farther out, and some of Wall Street's brightest have missed it, and some of their great hedge funds have missed it. And even when they saw it, they just thought there was time to be bearish short-term and didn't realize, no, everybody in the marketplace is more focused long-term. The farther out you go, the better things can be. However, I will warn you that uh, Edward Giardini, Ed Giardini, He's bullish into year end. He's bullish next year. He's got a 5,400 target for next year, which I've had for a couple of years now. And uh, I think we're going to be right, okay? But Ed said uh, yesterday, I think it was, he is concerned over this spike in crude oil and gasoline. Is it going to upset inflation? And is it going to cause some headwinds here uh, for we bulls? And it may. And I'll leave it at that. And let's prepare for tomorrow's uh, report. Uh, I'll do a little audio in the morning. I don't know if I'll be available to update you after the Fed Reserve. I probably will, but I don't know as I'll try to forecast much uh, because I feel like the intraday forecasting from 2 p.m. into 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, it's, it's really flaky. It's not worth doing. Uh, we're better off just assessing immediately what the Fed says and then see how the market closes and then sleep on it and start over on Thursday with the weekly update of where we're going with all that. But I'll see what I can do. All right, have a great day. Past results are not necessarily indicative of future results. Thank you.